Welcome back to The Mountains and the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album and related albums, released or otherwise, every other week. I'm Josh. And I'm Christy. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we are looking at the canceled album by the time, Corporate World. And we're specifically looking at the new approach bootleg of this. Correct. Yeah. Which is basically yeah. the track listing as it was intended. Right. So As I think, far as we know, yes. Yeah. The new approach might have been the compilation of the tracks because it's a mm-hmm. nice, solid listen from start yeah. to finish. It is. Not a variation in sound quality mm-hmm. and quite good sound quality. Yes. Thank you to... Whomever put this out. Those people. So Corporate World was recorded largely in the summer of 1989 in the same fashion as previous albums by the time. You might say the latest fashion. (laughs) Yes, and what method is that? That is uh, mostly Prince written and performed and Morris Day adding vocals and the rest of the band is basically a tour band. I still wonder why Morris didn't play drums on... Or maybe, maybe he did and it just didn't get credited that's possible yeah or maybe prince was a control freak yeah but i mean he used morris's drumming on new power generation and others yeah who knows yeah it's which way is the wind blowing today uh, that that's true <laughs> i i let the wind blow me uh-huh. i think was a quote of his which you could interpret in a lot of different ways <laughs> Yeah, so put together and submitted for release, and Warner Brothers said, meh. Yeah, it was planned for release November of 1989, and Warner yeah. Brothers was like, mm, try again. Yeah, which is interesting, because then they got involved with financing kind of a catastrophe of a movie as a result, right? Uh-huh. Had this album come out, I don't know what would have happened with yeah. Pandemonium, Graffiti Bridge. It wouldn't have been the same. No. Or maybe they would have used music from Corporate World and Graffiti Bridge. I don't know. But they, I would say Warner Brothers dug themselves into <laughs> a bigger hole. Yeah, they did. Um, just my personal opinion. But who knows what the financial things are, you know, how that all worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they demanded more input by the band. Which is interesting because the band had no input, basically, on the previous albums, but Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis became big time. Uh-huh. So that yes. might have been part of it. Like, they were names. Like, some other yeah. people involved. There were other songs considered for this album, other than the ones that we have here, including Dream Factory, Miss Thing. No, I'm sorry. Miss Thang. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the sex of it. And then an instrumental extension of my summertime thing which, uh, called Roller Skate, which we'll talk about a little later. Yeah. I, th- I think it's here. It's here. Yes. Uh, my understanding was that it was on Corporate World. It was going to be a separate track. Right. So the instrumental portion after my summertime thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that the reason Miss Thang was discarded because he had reached his quota of things. <laughs> there was a My Summertime Thang already. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, Miss Thang uh-huh. sort of crowds the space of things, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. And this bootleg seems to have surfaced uh, in 2011 sometime. Yeah. I mean, I see here so. 2011, I want to say fairly recently because I remember when that happened, but that was <laughs> still more than 10 years ago. Uh-huh. So not all that recently. But fairly recent on the 
galactic calendar. Mm-hmm. What is the cal? What is that on uh, Cosmos? Oh, the, the cosmic calendar. calendar. Oh, uh-huh. yes, this bootleg surfaced relatively recently, and the cosmic calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah, like. About a like tenth this of a second, second ago, right? Yeah. yeah, there's no difference in what's happening now than what happened <laughs> when this bootleg surfaced. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the time had another album come out around this time. So that might have been a impetus for this one to Interest be released. Yeah. yeah. Well, it so. wasn't the time. It was it the was, same band, it but was, it was yeah, the original, original seven, seven because right. Prince did not let them use the name the time. That's a whole thing. It is. We're not going to get into that right now. Maybe later in the cosmic calendar <laughs> will be a time for that. <laughs> That's right. A tenth of a second from now. Correct. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about the music? Meh. Meh. Sure. Okay. Track one. Murph drag. Murph drag. Mm-hmm. Five minutes and nine seconds of Murph dragging. Released in the NPG audio show number yeah. three I had in forgotten about that, but I remember that happening once uh-huh. I read that. It was not available as a separate download, though. But is there anything more 2001 than calling this the first cyber single by the time? That's how they referred to it in the audio show. Yeah, and probably also not even involving or a heads up for anyone in the time that this was happening because it was just Prince doing what he wanted and this was early on like you said NPG audio show number three so it's the third release of stuff from the original NPG music club which was a lot of fun yeah Um, I mean there were a lot of songs that surfaced in audio shows that weren't available separately so you just had to take your 128 kbps mp3 and trim it yourself uh-huh. and try to get it to sound good. It was an edited version of uh-huh. the track that was released as part of that audio show also. Yeah. Candy Dolphers on sax. Murph like a uh, highly saxed album. Uh-huh. Especially it considering is. the previous time albums had no horns at all. Right. Synths, but no horns. Right. It was mentioned in the latest fashion. It was indeed. Uh-huh. So we had heard about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that it was a song. Well, I guess we knew, but maybe hadn't heard it at the yeah. time. And well, because the way it's talked about in the latest fashion, it's a dance. Right. It's also a dance in the song. Yeah. But we wasn't confirmed that it was a song as well as a dance. Right. Yeah. It's a song and dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're on Broadway, a song and dance. That's right. I did. That's a good question, too. What is a Murph drag? I don't know. Uh, slang, slang I found for it was like how one would walk as a purveyor of prostitutes oh. with a large sum of money in your pocket. Okay. It's a certain strut, perhaps. Also found it interesting, Murph Drag, initials MD, Morris Day. Mm. I thought that, uh, I don't know if they even realized that because it seems like if they had realized it that... Maybe uh-huh. it would have been capitalized on because <laughs> Morris and Prince weren't, you know, too highbrow for the easy joke, the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yes. They went right for it all the time that they saw it. All the time. Mm-hmm. Prince did perform this in part at a couple of concerts in Japan in February of 1989. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it starts out with a chant that appeared on the released version of Pandemonium mm-hmm. about him being back 
The yep. aristocratic black. Yep. My whip ain't got no crack, but it got a hell of a bang. There we which go. Which they chant in a way to kind of make bang rhyme with crack. Uh-huh. Fellas, yeah. I'm back. Black. The aristocratic black. black. My whip ain't got no crack, crack, but it got a hell of a bang. It got a hell of a bang. <laughs> but doesn't really. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It is. It's fine. It's very fun. It's got a really super high-pitched rhythm guitar and then drums and bass and uh-huh. full of samples of Morris from previous albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, lots of uh, What Time Is It, which is the sample from Wild and Loose from What Time Is It, and Come On, which was in 777, mm-hmm. 9311, also from What Time Is It. What time is it? Uh, yeah, and uh, Morris is going to teach us to do this dance. I'm going to show you what to do. Right. Great. Everybody could listen. I'm going to show you what to do. Super. Great. Thank there's, you. There's kicky feet, but uh-huh. here's the real action of this dance. If you want to be hip, stick out your bottom lip. That's right. If you really want to be hip, stick out your bottom lip. Pout while you do that's it. That's right. That's that's really the crux of this dance. Whatever kicky feet you're doing, fine. Whatever. If you want to do it properly, you better stick out that bottom lip. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, kicky feet, song and dance, uh-huh. kinky boots. It's all coming together here. <laughs> now everybody mm. can listen. Correct. Everybody could listen. But, but you can't really do this dance. Unless you got... Fat roll. That's right. Of dollar bills. Unless you're rich. Right. Which I guess makes sense if you're a pimp with a bunch of cash in your pockets yep. and you're dragging your feet because you're so weighed down with all the money. That's right. It affects your uh-huh. your gait. There you go. Probably leads to back problems too. There are probably a lot of chiropractors who could, you know, do some <laughs> targeting of Murph draggers. Okay. To give them an alignment. That's like and the, they would probably pay in cash and not have to deal with insurance. Is that the better call Saul of chiropractors? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Murph drag aristocratic dreams, they chant a couple times. Look up aristocracy just to make sure that I'm on the right page here with our friends Morris and Prince. Aristocracy is the highest class in certain societies, especially when one holds a hereditary title. Okay. So it's like born into money would be an aristocrat. Right, like a princess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know of a lot of people who are born like you don't see prince harry walking around and pulling out his wallet very much <laughs> so it's a little strange uh-huh. but okay yeah uh, you've got to realize you know i was thinking about this preparing for our podcast today about our last two episodes being very uh, i don't know hi- higher brow uh-huh. and artsy uh-huh. and you know <laughs> uh think about the meaning and it's deep and there's a statement there somewhere maybe it's up to you to figure it out and then you know, coming down to the time where it's pretty much 
It's bald. Laid bare. Yeah. <laughs> the meaning is exactly what you think it is. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was like handled with a guy with balls. You've been bald. <laughs> There's this uh, rapid descending scales on uh, a guitar that mm-hmm. was super cool. All I was, Prince. So I was listening to that, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Kind of brand new cool. You know, I've started listening to this, and I was like, it sounds, it does have a dated sound. Okay. But yeah. it's almost like an updated version of a song like 777-9311. It's got, yeah. you know, this programmed beat and guitars and it is very like fitting into the time sound right even though it does sound like 1989 to uh-huh. me a lot yeah. that's fair jerome does make an appearance though it's not just prince and morris at a minute and 41 seconds jerome says they can't mess with umd they can't mess with umd drag in the background that's when it hit me that uh-huh Oh, M.D., Morris Day, and Murph Drag. They all kind uh-huh. of fit together. That's right. Ingrid Chavez somewhere is going, oh, that's interesting. I could write a poem about that. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about how the highest and lowest places in one's life are the most difficult to somebody for somebody to have a come to Jesus with you. Okay. So, But you can't talk to pinnacles, the high point. Oh, okay. And you can't talk to a gun. I understood that to be the low point. But you can't talk to chemicals. You can't talk to a gun. If you're at the top of the mountain or facing a gun, Mm -hmm. that is not the time to try and get somebody to change their behavior. Okay. That sounds like the kind of advice that Denzel Washington would give to (laughs) Will Smith. (laughs) There you go. But he does have a PhD in common sense. I've never heard Morris brag about his smarts before. Uh-huh. You know, like he does question what you're going to do after high school uh-huh. is a Morris question. Right. But to hear him talking about how intelligent he is, is somewhat new. Yeah. Uh, but yes, at two minutes and 50 seconds, he declares that he's got a PhD in common sense, an honorary doctorate from the University of Minnesota, I believe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a PhD in common sense. So not only common sense, it. but he's a good salesman too. Uh-huh. You know, I've heard like I can sell ice cubes to an Eskimo uh-huh. and Morris says he could sell a forest trees. <laughs> Operator. And we get a little yaunt. Did you hear that at Uh three minutes and four seconds after he declares, you know, his highest level of salesmanship? There is a little yaunt chant in the background, which of course became a skit on Pandemonium. Right. Very fun. It continues. There's another verse. I mean, this is not a deep song at all. It's a just fun, braggadocious. Yeah. And change starts at home. Yeah. It's like it tries to go a little deep, but it right. can't really. Like, it's yeah. it, the pool is pretty shallow. That's right. You hit the you hit the concrete bottom pretty quickly there. <laughs> <laughs> at four minutes and seventeen seconds is the spoken part by Morris, which I believe was the part that was edited out of the first cyber single from the time. Okay. Listen, I got something to lay on y'all. It's about a new cool. Education. This, I think, is where you were about to say business on the one, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. As he 
just kind of sets the stage for his utopia i don't know is morris day utopia yeah where everybody but dances if they're rich i guess so and everybody um, else just listens right <laughs> so i and i also do not know why they call candy igor at no, four minutes and 39 seconds there's this random call out for igor and igor. candy dolfer has a sax solo uh-huh yeah i have no idea yeah um there is during igor's sax solo there is a repeating sample of pull at four minutes and 42 seconds. It's sampled from The Walk oh. at seven minutes and 47 seconds and seven minutes and 49 seconds in The Walk when Morris is helping his lady friend slip out of jeans and into lingerie, which oh. he keeps in his glove box because <laughs> none of my women wear gloves. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say after a few listens, this one grew on me as like an updated take on the songs from the first two Time albums that sure. were very Prince and Morris isolated. And it was fun to have Jerome make an appearance, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty much harmless fun. Yeah. But a little marred by some late 80s production and sounds like, oh, maybe a little dated now. So I don't know yeah. how why 1989 sounds a whole lot more dated to me than like 1992. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like yeah. 82 just sounds like, you know, fun oh. music, and 89 has this super produced mm. feel to it. It's like, since we mentioned Friends every time, it's kind of like Friends, where the early Friends, they have individual personalities, but by the end of the run of the show, they had almost kind of become caricatures well, of those of personalities. Of yeah, so, just like Seinfeld was that way, too. They're, yeah. So maybe 1989 is more of a parody of 1982 than having its own sound. It's kind of like the aging sitcom. Yeah. That. Yeah, they kind of crank up the the highs and the lows. That's right. Of Of what has been explored. Yeah. We're going to make this character that personality trait to the nth degree. Right. And 1989 was kind of like, we're going to take the eighties to the nth degree. I only have this one year left. That's right. It's your last chance to crank it up. That's right. Speaking of 1989 lives. That's right. Track two. (laughs) It was the planned first single from corporate world, but it never was officially released in any form. Yeah. It's so totally abandoned. Like it's good enough to be a single, but then no, never touched off the table. That's right. Uh, I read that it was originally for cat Glover as part of a canned solo album. Yep. Uh, with many of the songs feline themed. Yeah, of course, which makes sense. And the time inherited it and had Margie Cox do some vocals. Mm-hmm. I also read that this was offered to her after corporate to offered to Cat after Corporate World was canceled, but the timeline doesn't really match up from what I read about when Cat took her leave because she went to Europe yeah, for, to, to work, work with, with somebody it. else. Yeah. yeah. So I think the idea that it was originally for Cat and got moved over to the time makes more sense. I'm not losing a lot of sleep over those details, but so I'll no. support you 100. percent Yeah, talk about something sounding dated. I think it's almost like puts a flag in the ground, plants it, and is like, 
Heck yeah, we're going to make this <laughs> sound like it is. And why, oh why, musicians think it's cool to timestamp their songs. <laughs> At the beginning, I just will not understand. Josh's okay. favorite thing, a date reference. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the 90s and I need a lover with nine lives. This is the 90s and I need a lover with nine lives. <laughs> and I was like, how rough was the relationship going to get in the 90s? I don't know. How many did they need the year before when it was still the 80s? <laughs> eight lives? I eight, don't know. Eight, like maybe one life per decade. It's a 10 scale sure. exponent. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we've got a lot of more like late 80s, 90s pitch shifting and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, creative use of speed of audio. Right. Oh, nine, nine. Yep. Nine, 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 nine lives. I thought that was kind of fun. It's fun. It's fun. It also has a very love sexy era sound sure. to me too. This song does. So that leads me to support myself and supporting your thought. That it was something Kat had recorded before, since mm-hmm. she uh, was certainly part of the Love Sexy, mm-hmm. Sound of the Times era. Yeah. Uh, there are some like interesting chord keys under the vocals mm-hmm. at like 30 seconds. I thought that was fine. Thanks, Stella. But then we get to the chorus and I'm like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand why we need a lover who needs nine lives. Someone who knows about the heavenly sin, how to kill with love again and again and again. It's like multiple O's or no dice. Right. That's what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Well... We've uh, cleared the air on that one, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, again, this is not um, super deep. Maybe the meaning is hidden a little bit under the surface, oh, under a very well, thin cat skin. I mean, yeah, with nine lives, yeah. I guess. Well, because at 214, it's like multiple O's are the cure for sadness <laughs> and the key to longevity. To kill with love, we'd never die. We'd never long for we'd never cry if we live for having each other's touch it's never too little it's never too much never too light of a touch it's never too Mm -hmm. uh much touching that's right and like this is we'll live forever if all we do is have the touch oh oh i did make a note at two minutes and 19 seconds when he sings he sings versus rap we'd never cry and i thought you know when morris does sing he's very competent yeah. Very talented I man. I prefer there's, his singing over his rapping. Well, there's a lot of... This is just like the full commitment to mm-hmm. the Morris Day rap here. Right. Shortly after that, at 2 minutes and 30 seconds through 2 minutes and 45 seconds, there's a guitar solo uh-huh. that just screams of positivity from Love Sexy. The whole thing sounds like a Love Sexy uh-huh. outtake to me. Uh-huh. 
also get Stella references. This is not the first one. There was one earlier also. Yeah, but like the, at 27 seconds, sing Stella. I'm like, yeah. he can't even be bothered to learn the name of the lady who's singing. He's too cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Sing Stella. And then I was like, is monogamy new in the 90s? This is the 90s and everybody wants a lover, a lifelong lover with nine lives. This is the 90s and everybody wants a lover, a lifelong lover with nine lives. It sounds like monogamy encouragement going on, which seems strange coming from Morris. Yeah, that was definitely a Prince thing. Uh, One of the B-sides to the Batman motion picture soundtrack, Sex. Starts off with that exactly, like the 80s are over and the time has come for a new proclamation of love and fun. Monogamy and trust is what I'm talking about. Oh. I'll give up all my lovers if you can make me shout. The 80s are over and the time has come for a new proclamation of love and fun. Monogamy and trust is what I'm talking about. That was definitely something that they were leaning towards. Pimp lean, you could say. Yeah. And then it ends with this like little mournful bit of orchestra. Mm-hmm. Why not? They're trying new things, man. I guess man. it's a little, it's a little death. If yeah, that's so right. So it's a, like yeah. you get to mourn like it a, a little bit at the end, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's like sneezing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't like your heart stop when you You're sneeze like or something? You're like dead for a fraction of a second when yeah. you sneeze. Yeah. Thus ends nine lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes spelled out N I N E. Sometimes the number nine. I know okay. it might shock you that there might be inconsistencies <laughs> in the Prince Bonics of it all. Oh, yeah, and especially on an unreleased track. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, that probably has a lot to do with engineers writing notes and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, yeah, it's just getting convoluted. Um, track three. Do we have to? I think we do have to. Donald Trump black version. Uh-huh. It's a... Slightly different. It is slightly different. Four minutes but and 34 not, seconds here. Not uh, significantly different. Not significantly different. I would say this is like a little less produced. Okay. A little less polished than the released version, although I think it's the same vocal track of uh-huh. Morris. It's like the background vocals and instrumentation are less finished mm-hmm. on this version. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. There are some little trilling keys in the left channel mm-hmm. that are in the pandemonium version, but they're a little louder in this one. Yep. And I was like, I wish they'd left them up a little louder in oh. the album <laughs> version. During the chorus in a minute and eight seconds, I kind of thought, oh, there's fewer layered vocals here too than yeah. the release version. So it's a quieter ballad okay. than a super sung ballad. I think if it had been called anything but Donald Trump black version, I mean, I think I would have even gone for Elon Musk black version, you know, (laughs) there's just something about that name that just, I I don't want to listen to it. Well, I'm not big on the. The ballads, anyway. True. So, yeah, it's almost a lost cause from the beginning. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) 
Oh, I'll mention the second chorus at two minutes and nine seconds. There are more synthesizers that are played over the vocals than the released version, but yet still somehow it's less polished. Sure. of how to explain it better than that so there's like more going on but it's a simpler take okay a simpler edit and at three minutes and eight seconds when morris saying says yes i can do this um it's a quieter mix and i think if you listen to the chorus here you can also hear prince's background vocals more okay which i didn't really ever notice in the released version but i think you get it buried deep into the mix if you're out to hear it, you can make it out. Okay. Um, in fact, at four minutes and one seconds when Morris says, you know, 1990s love affair, there's a background vocal there that really sounds like Prince to me. They stay okay. dark. They stay dark, baby. We know that he played basically all instruments and other than the lead vocals by Morris and there's that female vocalist there too, right? Right. That I don't think is identified anywhere. Mm-mm, not that I found. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Next. Next. Love Machine. Next. Five minutes and three seconds of Love Machine. Mm-hmm. This did end up on Graffiti Bridge. It did. Nearly 90 seconds shorter mm-hmm. than this version. That's right. And of course, writing credits are Prince Morris and Levi Caesar Jr. Yeah. We mentioned, I think it was in our previous episode, right? Talking about Elephant Box remixes, the sample that some website identified as Hit It, which to me just sounds like Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we mentioned that you can hear it in Love Machine. And right. so I thought, well, if I'm listening to this again and it's over five minutes, I'm going to just cite every instance of. Oh, okay. Yes, because it was in Ingrid Chavez's Heaven Must Be Near. Yes. That's where the hit it was. Right. I thought yeah. it was also. Was it not in Elephant Box, too? In the remixes somewhere? I don't remember. I don't either. I'd have to confer with my notes. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Don't right do now. that. Um, you're definitely right. It's in Heaven Must Be Near for sure. Just rapid fire here. Love Machine. Heal. At three seconds. A minute and 59 seconds. Two minutes and three seconds. Two minutes and seven seconds. Two minutes, 42 seconds. Three minutes and 25 seconds. Three minutes and 29 seconds. Three minutes and 33 seconds. Four minutes and two seconds. Shall we imagine we're alone? And four minutes and seven seconds. That's a lot of this particular sample. So wherever it came from, it was highly loved. Yes. It was like a love machine. <laughs> That's right. This version is missing some hey yes and what time is it that ended up on the final version. I did not notice that. Yeah. Maybe those you were know. used to cover up the edits that they made. That's fair. Because I also wanted to get an accounting for like where did this 90 seconds or so go? Yeah. And a minute and 30 sec- 38 seconds after they say hey yeah. Hey 
through two minutes and 11 seconds. There's a put it on your right mm-hmm. part that's like 33 seconds. Right. Put it on your right. What time it is? And then at two minutes and 46 seconds, after the longer the time it takes, there's a new rap part by Morris. Yeah, they took out a whole... Yeah. Uh, like in the middle of a line. Yes. So they say the longer the time, uh-huh. that's in the album version. And then yeah. the longer it takes for, for us, us to, to come, come together. Again. Yeah. Or I thought it come to, again or come to together. Come again. Okay. Little fat rabbits in a hot cage, specially designed to funk, funk up your mind. Right. The longer the time. The longer the time. The longer the time. So that's more than 17 seconds there because mm-hmm. it, it then goes into the little prince's laughing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So that's 17 more seconds, making a total of 50 seconds more. And then after Prince is laughing at three minutes and 20 seconds, there's another rap part by Morris and a sax part. Uh-huh. That's another 34 seconds that was edited out of what was released on Graffiti Bridge. So mm-hmm. I can account for about 84 seconds out of the 90. Okay. That's there. Okay. And the others might have been fades the, or yeah, who knows? Yeah. Covered or up by the Josh miscalculations. Hey, yes. <laughs> you never know where you might find some seconds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm the more I listen to the song, the more I like it. You know, it was the first time oh, yeah. that Elisa was featured on vocals, and we know she's a very uh, talented vocalist. Maybe her talent was a little bit wasted here because she comes across as sort of a Carmen Electra baby girl voice okay you know that i suppose is sounds sexy to some men Uh uh-huh that's how she's featured in the song so she certainly has more range but was just a young tyke Uh when this was recorded yeah yeah i love her vocals here i love the way they sound it's very fun you like it on love machine or Mm -hmm. you like her vocals in general yes oh okay to both all right yeah then we have data bank Data, space, bank. Uh-huh. On Pandemonium, but it dates back to 1986. It does indeed. And it was uh, originally thought to be intended for Dream Factory. This one's a little less polished. It is. Than the uh, Pandemonium Bridge. Or, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, Pandemonium. It Correct. wasn't on Pretty Bridge. No, it was not. Yeah. Yeah, d- kind of a different mix and also like nine seconds shorter, but the same vocals. Uh-huh. So there's it starts off pretty quickly with that fun computer like synth sound rather than all the echoey 1989-90 sounding drums from uh-huh. the Pandemonium version. Both of which kind of sadly suck compared to Prince's <laughs> 1986 take with the revolution, but uh, we will give that a listen here soon. Okay. I did think the echoey drums are far less featured on this take or this version of mm-hmm. pan of pandemonium of uh, databank a little cleaner and less of what I'd call the somewhat forced funk of the version on pandemonium. Okay, we do get an altered print singing. Oh yeah, oh, in really? this version, 
So at uh, two minutes and 40 seconds and two minutes and 49 seconds, mm. the oh yeahs that were by Morris and the Pandemonium version uh-huh. are pretty clearly an altered oh, prince here. I'll have to go back and listen to that because uh-huh. if it was pretty clear, I pretty missed it. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded very much like altered Prince vocals that we've heard around mm. this time. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You know, I listened to this version, then went back and listened to Pandemonium, and I realized that while I think I prefer this version mm-hmm. of the two by the time anyway, um, the vocals on the Pandemonium version seems super echoey, like there's way too much echo Yes, but I- on the released version. Yes, I said the album version has more reverb on the vocals, yep. and I think it was a little better Me too. to have a little less of that. Me too. Yeah. Too much reverb. There's a line at five minutes and three seconds that will probably get us a PG-13 rating, so cover yours, children, when Morris says, man, this shit is sick. Uh-huh. Um, and I only recently noticed that it's a line from the original Seven's album condensate there's a track called sick and has a chorus based on those exact words Um, and that's the album that was released in october 2011 which is when this bootleg surfaced also excellent yeah i mean let's face it that shit is sick (laughs) speaking of sick Uh shake shake. (laughs) you shake too much on a, in a car, it might make you sick. Yep, been there. Yeah. The Graffiti Bridge version was edited down from this mm-hmm. to four minutes and one second. So this is a 50-second version of Mo Shake. Okay. Yeah, we get the East-West Shake mm-hmm. that was included in some of the remixes, yes. specifically the Funky House mix. I'm so glad you noticed that because mm-hmm. it's the, you know, we get the... North and South in the release version, but they left out 50% of the compass. That's right. And it's part of this now. So we had heard those lyrics before at three minutes and 16 seconds, Mm -hmm. but uh, not in an original mix like this, which I thought was kind of fun and interesting. Yep. And then uh, those were the only lyrics I found that were newish right um and then there's some additional instrumentation and shouts yeah from three minutes and 49 seconds through four minutes and 17 seconds yep that's also what i found mm-hmm. yep. so i really wondered like why we had a, a entire maxi single of shake remixes why wouldn't they include the full version whatever you want to call it the all shook up mix from uh-huh. here and Included on the maxi single. No, no. They had it. It was right there. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a choice. I don't know. Surely there's a Junior Vasquez mix somewhere that could be put <laughs> on the shelf and we could get this instead. <laughs> okay. Then we have Corporate World. The, the title track. That's right. Uh, never officially released in any form. No. It's sometimes listed with the parenthetical subtitle, New Soul Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was primarily written and performed by Ricky the Freeze Smith. Yeah. 
with Morris on vocals and Prince with additional guitar and Margie Cox on background vocals. The Freeze yeah. was a musician from an early age. He played drums in his church band starting at age seven. He met Morris in 1985 and the two worked together quite a bit Very from nice. then on. Yeah. Did you also read that this song can say contains a sample of a Sly Stone song? Uh-huh. Don't call me the N-word, Whitey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went looking for that, and I went and listened to that song by Sly Stone also. Uh-huh. Um, I think I found where it is, but it's very, very minor. Okay. It's not a squib cake situation. Oh, okay. So Morris, the CEO, has a lot to say. At least he didn't say... Listen, world, it's the 90s, and I'm sick of not knowing the future. <laughs> Very concerned about, I mean, I guess it makes sense that he'd be concerned about time. Yeah. So maybe I need to adjust my thinking on that. Like, well, why not? Why wouldn't he be concerned about the t- date and the time? But he wants to know if there's going to be a world left in which my children can play. That's right. And I thought this one was, you know, poetic in that it spoke to us then because they're probably talking about nuclear war. A little, and yeah. uh, now we can empathize with that with global warming. Very Climate true. change. So. Listen, world. I'm sick of not knowing the future. I also found like once the beat kicks in. That I was like, where have I heard this before? And it took me back to the sound of the sign of the time super deluxe edition outtake. It's a wonderful day. Okay. The drums are very, very, very similar. Frantic program drug. Programmed drums, <laughs> not programmed drugs. <laughs> Is it so? A lot of the issues that Morris has with the corporate world seem to be more like nations or government problems than okay. corporation problems. Okay. But I guess corporate world has a better ring to it than government world. <laughs> yeah. Any, I thought it had very 80s sounding sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it sounded super mm-hmm. dated to me. Yeah. Mm. Any idea of why he starts off with world number three making mega oh, money? Because Earth is the third planet from the sun. Well, thank you. <laughs> I I was like, ask Christy this. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually knew that one and I wrote it in my notes. Yeah. Great Mercury, job. Venus, Earth. Yeah. 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 Third planet from the sun. So it's world number three. Okay. Yep. And I thought, hey, James is pretty smart, at least in a capitalist society, because mm-hmm. the best way to build generational wealth is owning property. That's so right, real estate. Land. Yeah, because they're, they're not making more worlds, That's although right. they are. They're just not within our reach to purchase. Uh-huh. Seems like land here would be the most valuable. At least to us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. To me, a corporate world seems kind of antithetical to a quote-unquote soul nation. 
Right. That's true. <laughs> I don't exactly get where he's going. And then yeah. the verse two seems to be like the opposite of corporate world. Like he's buying a neighborhood to fill it with a school and families right. who are not generating money. They're not yeah. money-making entities. Mm-hmm. And that it's going to support people to make good choices. Calling on my brother, the one that's doing good. Let's put our bread together and buy a neighborhood. We build a better school that teaches us how to make it. And when the enemy offers though, we don't take it. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it seems backwards. Yeah. I was like, I think I know what they're trying to say, but I don't really think that there's a full comprehension of what they're talking about. Right. Like, it's a great idea. Yeah, okay, let's have good schools in communities where people can support one another and not feel desperate all the time. Yeah, all for it. Fantastic. But how he goes about getting there. How is that corporate? (laughs) It's like the opposite of corporate. Corporations don't give a tiny little rat's patootie about good schools. I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> so um, but I don't... at the same time, he wants to be a black version of Donald Trump, who is all corporate and uh-huh. everything's about profit, That's right? Super fair. And then you know they want the benefits of being corporate. He wants to limos and Cadillacs and hobnobbing with the Princess of Arabia and yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. But I can appreciate that they also want, you know, a say in whether there's a highway in my neighborhood. You know, because highway expansions but, were essential to the country's growth. But a lot of uh, planners and lawmakers particularly in the late 1950s and the early 1970s, used those roadways to destroy minority communities and embolden segregation. Right. Yeah. So literally drawing lines through cities. mm -hmm. But that's like what the corporate government thing. That's not a corporate thing. Uh, Yeah. Yes. And no, I mean, it's a government thing, but I also think they were, Influenced by corporations who wanted most direct routes. Okay. I think they maybe uh, just... I'm going to just go straight to a minute and 57 seconds and say there's a great Prince guitar solo there. From a yeah. minute and 57 seconds to yeah. two minutes and 12 seconds. Very Anthony, very fun guitar. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said Anthony. I'm like, who the hell's Anthony? <laughs> no. Anthony. Yeah. Gotcha. Anthem-like. Yes. So I think that the Sly Stone, Sly and the Family Stone samples are the synths that are there from two minutes and forty-two seconds to two minutes and forty-five seconds. Oh yeah! <laughs> so it's very, very minor, and if it appears somewhere else, I could not find it. Okay, well that's good to know. But hey, they do believe in giving uh, lots of people chances. Because he has plans for a new club to be run by my summertime thing. Yeah. (laughs) 
So there's opportunities even for people in short-term relationships. Yes, and women. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I did bold summertime thing as mm-hmm. a reference to, of course, the closing song to the album. Right. Uh, we got that slowed down vocal effect on the ending too, which was very, very heavily used and visited and revisited for this entire album. Well, there we go. That's the corporate world. That is the corporate world. I feel like or it could some have interpretation been, of it. <laughs> I feel like there was there's a there's a good thought here, but the it seems to come from a place of not quite fully grasping yeah. the fundamental world, but, misunderstanding of yeah. what some of these things actually mean. I think so. But the guitars were fun. The guitars were fun. <laughs> then we have the latest fashion, a much different version than what appeared on Graffiti Bridge. Completely different, yeah. Um, musically, yes. Um, about the same length, just four seconds longer, but it's a completely different musical mm-hmm. take. Yes, because the Graffiti Bridge version shared the music with My Summertime Thing. Yes, and from Pandemonium, which the, I just don't understand I, at all. I don't either, but this is very different. And it has uh, a lot more conversation between sure does. Morris and a girl yes. who is Cat, but not Cat the person, Cat the character, uh, about how <laughs> she really was kissing her cousin. Oh, man. And there's a lot of explanations about, he just wants to know how well, I kiss. It, it, I'm la, like, la, 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 la. yeah. Exactly. What did we just watch something recently where um, they talked about, you know, why you should keep your lies simple? <laughs> you know, and this woman goes on to explain to Morris that the man he saw her with the other night was her cousin, and he was just always curious about the way she kissed. Uh-huh. No. No. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. So we've got, yeah, totally different vocal delivery by Morris Mm -hmm. with female backing vocals. And there are no Prince background vocals here and no Prince rap like you found on the release version. And it's more of a mid-tempo, bassy, full of sax kind of song. Mm -hmm. There's a Prince guitar solo and a minute and 32 seconds behind Morris speaking and a saxophone also. Lying in the heat of passion, isn't that the game? new lyrics to it a minute and 58 seconds you say you want to love that's true and i say don't be a fool some new yeah and new right after the that part with the don't be a fool we get a very old school sound a phone receiver being put back in its cradle right. loudly and a dial tone yes two things yes. we don't hear very much of these days Lots and lots of analog phones ringing throughout this one uh, for oh, yeah. reasons I'm not quite sure oh, of. Oh, because she's calling him to try and explain, and he's not answering the phone. Okay, but they weren't on the phone when they were... It's after the fact. Okay. That's my understanding. I don't it's... understand it, but okay. Okay. There's a fun drum and saxophone breakdown at 3 minutes and 25 seconds mm-hmm. that I went back and listened to lots. It 
three minutes and 42 seconds. There's more fun drums, rhythm guitars, saxophone, and fades out almost too quickly. Mm-hmm. I could have done more with some of that instrumental. Right. And then if you're annoyed by ringing phones, you won't be pleased with the ending because <laughs> no. it just continues to ring and ring and yeah, ring. Yeah, so you're probably right. My understanding these. is that she keeps calling and he's not answering. Yeah. And Morris is much more sympathetic in this version. That's true. Him ignoring someone is probably some of the most mature behavior that we get from Morris Day, <laughs> as we'll see in later songs here. Also, there are no, go Morris, go Morris yeah, chants, no chance, which I'm also kind of okay with. Yeah. But yeah, I thought this was a fun take. I do not know why they felt the need to reuse music from another song that was also already released. I can get that, you know, they didn't want it to be about the over-convoluted story about Sure. Kissing my cousin. But yeah, I always found it weird that those two songs unnecessarily share a music bed. Yeah. And I almost felt ripped off when I bought Pandemonium. I'm like, I've heard this before, man. <laughs> All right, Stella, release it. That's right. Also on Graffiti Bridge. And as far as I can tell, identical. Sounds, sounds exactly the same to me. Yep. So, yep. you know. So, yeah, complete with the drum sample from Tower of Power's Squib Cakes. Mm-hmm. Not. Squid Game, as I jokingly mentioned <laughs> once before. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely no different from the released version to here. So this is one song that kind of made it through corporate world and was used as intended. Mm-hmm. And then we have the final song in this collection, My Summertime Thing. Yeah. A version did end up on Pandemonium, but it dates back to 1983. Uh, It was offered as an option for Eric Leeds to rework for a Madhouse album or later Times Squared, um, but it was not selected. Yep. That's fun. I would love to hear the 1983 version because that kind of fits into the time period of what might have been included on originals, Mm -hmm. which is kind of fun. Yep. A car drives up in Morris States. I'm going to make you love me. I believe that what we've got there is a sample from the Purple Rain movie in dialogue. I think Morris says that in Purple Rain. I'm going to make you love me. I'm pretty sure you're hearing a sample there. And then uh, Jerome gets the place pumped up Uh with his intro speech. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, dude and dudettes. It's time about that all out. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. And the album version starts at about 19 seconds. Yeah, okay. So it's a little intro that's added on. Yeah. This is the (laughs) one where I notice Prince's background vocals more here. At a minute and 38 seconds when Morris sings, My Summertime Thing Never Lets Me Down, Keeps Working All Year Round, and Prince is in the background saying, Round and round and round. Keeps working all year round. Kind of a little cool. reference there to round and round, Neat. which I didn't, I never noticed before this very podcast. No, very cool. Yeah. Have this little additional portion that is kind of like graffiti bridge. Very, it's the same scene, right? Right, as, as Ingrid but, on the bridge. Yes, but with obviously predates the movie so it's like they pulled it out of my summertime thing and put it in the movie right when doing one of the most annoying things that high school boys who think they're too 
cool for school ever do, which is send their buddy over to talk oh, to a girl yeah, instead yeah. of talking to her himself. Yeah. Yeah. I was never cool enough to do that. No. Yeah, totally the same scene, you know, with the woman asking Jerome, what's up with your buddy over there holding his stuff? Does he have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I love Jerome's delivery is very, very funny. Yes, I, I agree. And I also laugh a little bit where Morris swallows the word ass when she say, when he says, where'd you get that off? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my dear. My name is Morris. Where'd you get that ass? <laughs> Same place you got your manners. Jerome, where'd I get my manners? Same place you got that ass. And where was that? Mama? That's right, baby. Your mama. Now let's be nice. It's such a pretty day. And then at least he's portrayed as having kind of a quick wit. That's true. The well, same. I mean, you got a PhD in common uh-huh. sense. I she mean. goes, the same place you got your manners. And yeah. then they it's from their mama. That's right. Yeah. Where'd I get where'd where'd I get my manners? Same place you got that uh, Mama. That's right, baby. Your mama. Now doesn't he say something there too about let's be nice? It's such a pretty day. Something like that, like, yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's Minnesota syndrome right there. That you know, when the sun shines, you're supposed to be nice. <laughs> this message from the Weather Channel is brought to you by Morris Day. Mm-hmm. At four minutes and forty-five seconds over an extended instrumental, Morris and his lady friend arrive at his club. And what do you know? There's an Italian waiter that greets them, and who is it? It's Prince. It is Prince. Maurice, how long is it been? Six hours? Chill, man. Another lady. My God, the one last night, she was so fat. It's Prince. It sounds a little like what he would do later in Mashed Potato Girl on Exodus. I think. It wasn't until I was editing this that I realized that... It was not Mashed Potato Girl that I was thinking of here in my summertime thing. It was actually Italian Prince talking to Morris in the walk that sounded so familiar, which makes total sense that my summertime thing and Murph Drag would both pull from the Times older catalog rather than be something that Prince would use in the future. Not that he wouldn't use things in the future, but that that would be something pulled from something they'd done before here on a Time album. So, sorry for my error. Here it is. Corrected. Thank you very much. Prince had this thing for portraying other characters. As long as it's surrounded the, like the universe of food, whether he be at a bar or a waiter, he made a lot of cameos that way. Yeah. 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 So Very uh, fun. Unfortunately for Morris, Prince spoils <laughs> his cool arrival. That's right. Uh, oh, at least this one's not fat like the girl you brought yesterday. That's right. <laughs> also, he had been doing this before just six hours ago. Uh-huh. How long has it been? Six hours? <laughs> how's, how's that for a fat joke? She's so fat, she had to use a VCR for a beeper. <laughs> My God, the one last night, she's so fat. She had to use a VCR for a beeper. Is there any part of that that does not age well? No, no, none <laughs> no. of it ages well. No. So, and I'm still going to giggle at it. I know. It is, it's humorous. It's when Morris says, you're fired, that part was used. You can hear uh-huh. part of Morris's side of this conversation in the release version of the latest fashion, but what you don't hear is all of Prince, or any other person's for that matter, side of it. And that's like around a minute and 50 in the latest fashion. <laughs> 
you're fired. So it was fun to come across this. I had heard it before, but completely forgot about Prince, you know, saying, I'm fired, I quit. (laughs) You're fired. I'm fired. That's right. I'm fired. I quit. (laughs) Yeah, and then, uh, you know, things are not going well because then they decide they're going to drag Italian Prince behind the Porsche on roller skates. Right. And... Italian prince is not much of a roller skater. And the okay. girl seems not real down with this. She's like, I want to go. Boy, Jamal, put this up to my porch. The roller skates, the roller skates. No, not the roller skates. I think I want to go home. Home? I wrote down, it's a bit like a Jada Smith Oscars moment here. Like, oh. the boys are behaving this way, and she's not going to be a party to it, and is not impressed at all. There you go. Yeah. Um, we get the Murph drag reference here. Uh, tell me what there's to do. Starts with an M. Murph drag. Fellas, yeah. hit me and don't you lag. Tell me what there's to do. It starts with an M. Murph drag. You can hear that in the latest fashion, but the latest fashion has the somewhat annoying chance under it. Go, 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 yeah. go. And Prince's rap also follows that part too. You know, here. Morris's date then turns out to have a pretty good time. Chino bothers me a little. That she was convinced that... <laughs> well, she said she wanted to go. Yeah. She did not want to be a party to this. Right. And she got... Morris did some predatory things, which is trying to convince you that you're wrong. Yeah. Even though you're ready to go. But he did leave the roller skate tie-up until after the date. So he delayed... Yeah. The part that bothered her the most until yeah. their time together oh, was over. So he just uh, hid it from her. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, if you're going to do it, don't do it around me. That doesn't make it better. I'm not saying it made it better. I'm just <laughs> saying it's what he did. Yeah. There's uh, it's six minutes and 28 seconds when Maura says, are we ready? I do believe we are ready. My critics. Are we ready? I do believe we are ready. And I think it's Prince and or Morris and Jerome. That's the line that was then lifted up and leads off the latest fashion on the released version, too. So there's all these mixes and Mm -hmm. matches of music and samples between these two songs. Right. And then we get Prince again just pleading for his recreational life. (laughs) Please, Mr. Day, I've never (laughs) roller skated before in my life. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Now, what was that you were saying about my people? Did you notice it's six minutes and 45 seconds after Morris says, why put off today what you can do tonight? He gives you his maniacal laughter, and it's the same laugh that starts off chocolate on oh. Pandemonium. straight from there very cool so at uh what seven minutes and five seconds is where i pinpointed where the song ends on the released version of my summertime thing and from that point forward it's the mostly instrumental roller skate Mm -hmm. extension right yeah which is actually probably my favorite part of this entire song there's An awesome muted guitar solo by Prince from 7 minutes and 29 seconds through 8.43. 
that yeah, is plucky and yeah. complicated mm-hmm. and yes. fast. Yep, and we get more samples of you know previous songs references. Get 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 ready, chili sauce. Uh huh. Yes, with keys and that are also defined and complicated. Oh yeah, I was really like, that cool. is a nice piano solo mm-hmm. from like eight minutes and forty eight seconds through nine minutes and fifty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep, and some really cool guitars right after yep. that, mm-hmm. uh, primarily in the left channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it builds up to kind of this close with Morris proclaiming, Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Which <laughs> they then lifted and used in the skit Pretty Little Women, right yes. after Morris wrecks his car and it won't start. Same little dialogue sample there. And that, yeah. my friends, is the world of corporations. That's, uh, that's right. <laughs> All right. And I will put links to as many of these as I can on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. Or you can send me an email, podcast at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to send you a link to whatever I have. I can't believe we got all the way to our selections before we got to work yeah, in I know. social media. That's right. I'm just glad I remembered it all. Me too, Let's because be I was ready to move on. <laughs> but selections, we make Let's some. Let's do it. We do. That's right. We, we have. Cho- we choose three things. A time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded or when it was released. We choose a C, the low point. We choose a mountain, the high point. So for me, the time capsule. Yeah. Honorable mention goes to Murph Drag being called a cyber single. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> that's so 2001. <laughs> it is. But the synths in corporate worlds were really oh, okay. super, super 80s to me. Good so. choice. I found that this time capsule practically wrote itself. Nine lives. Uh-huh. And eight seconds into it, this is the 90s. I need a lover with nine lives. I mean... Okay. It wrote itself. What okay. more can I say? Uh, the C, the low point. I just, I don't like any version of Donald Trump black version. <laughs> black, black, white, Hispanic. <laughs> I'm with you. It I sounds mean, dated well, musically. And, uh, it ugh. does. And, you know, I listen to it and then it gets stuck in my head yeah, and all I want to hear want is something else. Yeah. yeah. I, and a lot of it, I would say, eighty, good eighty-five percent of it is the fact that it puts a guy into my head who I don't want there. Uh huh. So that's not necessarily Prince or Morris Day's fault, and it was a different world in nineteen eighty-nine yes. than it is, than it was from you know twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Right. So that's not their fault, but it is reality. And right. I'm t- and I'm glad that we are at this point in our podcast career because I never want to hear it again. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Is that also your C then? Yes, totally. Okay. I'm, I'm agreeing, concurring. Move on. All right, the mountain. Um, I just thought Murph Drag was so on brand the time. Mm-hmm. And so I that's what I chose as All the right. mountain. Because it was very old school yeah. the time, but also a little more modern than their previous albums. It was of the time. Of the time. And that would be a time yeah. capsule. Well, but it was the mountain anyway. Yeah. Cool. For me, I could not not give it to Prince's appearance in my summertime thing mm-hmm. and his penchant for doing cameos as, as waiters and 
for Morris Day. He did it more than once, more than twice, mm-hmm. lots of different times. And I was just delighted, too. I had forgotten about it, and when we came across it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, can play. I had never. This is like one unreleased album that I never really focused on very much. Okay. And like the entire thing is here in great listening quality. Mm-hmm. And I never really studied it much, so yeah, well, I, I mean, give credit you know, to like this podcast. 75% for percent of it is like already released somewhere, so you feel like... You've kind of heard it, but there are yeah. songs that you haven't. Right. You know, the title track and Murph Dragon, Nine Lives, uh-huh. and uh, these special parts of my summertime thing that you right. haven't heard before. There are little gems. Yeah. In, there, are, there are diamonds in the rough. That's right. There are some parts that are rough, but there are <laughs> diamonds in there, too. Okay. Excellent. All right, next time, what are we going to talk about? I really, really hate to do this to you and to all of our listeners. We're going to listen to T.C. Ellis, aren't we? We're going to listen to a curated selection (laughs) of T.C. Ellis songs from his album, True Confession. I'll be damned if I'm going to listen to that from start to finish. (laughs) But we are going to listen to the songs that had Prince involvement. Um, Okay. And the, the two, there are three, but I'm going to narrow it down to two. Those being Miss Thang which was also considered for this here thing of an album we just uh-huh. listened to, Girl of My Dreams. I'm skipping over his version of Bambi because it is just a cover, ver- like a rap cover version of Prince's song. But there were some remixes of Miss Thang also. There are okay. six Miss Thang remixes, so we're going. it's going to be primarily a Miss Thang episode okay. with a touch on Girl of My Dreams, and we're going to hold hands, and we're going to embrace one another, and we're going get, to gonna get through it. And the, the best part of it is... From what I understand, T.C. Ellis is a super good guy and does awesome work in the community. Excellent. Um, unfortunately, that has to be separated from his Paisley Park album okay. as we listen to it. But if we can just get through, <laughs> we can just get through T.C. Ellis, then I really have some special stuff for uh, wrapping up the Graffiti Bridge Era. journey that we've yeah. been on for seemingly a very, very, very long time. So we're going to push through it, and we're going to get through it together. Right. And I promise we will still find a mountain. We're going to find <laughs> a mountain. Josh seems like he's going to have to do some yoga to find that mountain. This is like me talking myself up to getting ready to listen to this than anything else. But we'll do it. We can do it. Awesome. We have to. We've That's committed. Right. That's right. We're this deep in a graffiti bridge. You can't ignore what you don't like. Okay. That's fair. That's my motto for the next two weeks. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. We don't just come on the radio. You have chosen us, and we appreciate it. And we ask that you tell a friend if you haven't yet told a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Oh, look at the lines going. Wow. Yeah, the line is going. Look at that. See, mine doesn't show up as much, but it's there. I don't know why, because you're the little... Uh, equalizer thing is as pronounced when you talk. Yeah, it is. It's just a difference in the microphones, I think. Do you have to amplify yourself? See ya. See ya. I have to also be a snake before I can answer you. Let me check with <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> I don't remember. Never mind. Cut that bit out, Christy. Yeah, edit that. Select. <laughs> or move it to the end to make DJ Thunderfunk happy. <laughs> All the screw ups. <laughs> yeah, any show that runs for a long time, so maybe 1999 is almost like a parody of 19. 19- 
82. Did and you that's... say 1999 is a parody of 1982? I don't know. I'll 89? say it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, that's what I heard. 